0: Hey, good evening. Uh, this is G. Brian Benson and it's uh, weekly Chats for Change. And I'm um, glad you're here with us. And uh, before we get started, I wanna briefly remind everybody about the workshop that I'm doing tomorrow night at the teleclass called um, How to Achieve Life Balance During Tough Times. And you can learn more about it in the show notes here. And there's a link that you can uh, click on and uh, learn about it and sign up. Would love to have you, we've got a great group already but the more the merrier. It's interactive and it's a lot of fun, and um, we'll be gaining a lot of self-awareness during the class, so awesome. Uh, Before I bring on my guest tonight, who I'm really excited to have, uh, I wanna read a spoken word piece that I've read before in different venues, but uh, it's called Your Voice, and I think it's a perfect setup for what we're gonna be talking about tonight. Your voice creates a ripple over land and well beyond. Truthful words vibrate lifted to create a loving bond. Your voice can be your freedom, or your voice can be your hell. Mindful heed and word and thought send forth love and light to gel. Your voice can give permission to another seeking truth. Authentic centered living taps into eternal youth. Your voice can be the difference to set a young child free. Loving words to encourage a model for them to be. Your voice is your ready key to unlock your truthful worth, spoken pure life now renewed, energized, loving rebirth. Your voice gives inspiration to those afraid to speak, reassuring tones, shared true, helps others gain their peak. Your voice is a kindred link, when spoken face to face, true connection eyes unite, before texting took its place. Your voice is your true freedom. When it's spoken from the heart, intuition's guiding path helps you play your destined part. And your voice is fundamental for all life and love to flow. Empowered, valued, perfect, painting a worldly glow. All right. So, tonight I am bringing on um, a wonderful coach, and her name is Jaya Rose. She is a speaker and storytelling coach. And we're going to be talking about the power and importance of sharing our stories. And with no further ado,
1: hello. Hello. <laughs> yay, yeah, that was beautiful.
0: Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank nice. you very much. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So, gosh there's so much to unravel and unwrap but i know personally how important sharing my story has been in a lot of different ways um when i left my family business 12 years ago into the unknown i really didn't know i would be doing any of what i'm doing but uh, as i kind of followed the intuitive breadcrumbs and uh, accidentally wrote my first book i just everything you know everything that i've created since then has just been an extension of my own growth process so I would imagine that, you know, if the more that we can share what is inside of us, just the better off we're going to be in in so many different ways. Right. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that. Let's dig into that.
1: Mm -hmm. I resonate with taking a path of the unknown and then allowing that to unravel and be my personal growth and also the education and the ability for leadership to others. You know, mm-hmm. that, that idea that we teach what we need to learn yeah, is so real. <laughs> so I kind of, that's what I'm hearing you say. It's like, as we go down this journey that takes so much faith and perseverance and and really being open to what can be, yeah. it creates this whole pathway for other people to do it too.
0: Absolutely. Just it gives other people permission. And I know that I needed that along the way because of maybe some of the incorrect stories that I've been telling myself. Mm. Right. And so I mean to to end up getting to that place of really authentically sharing our story and standing in its power, we gotta go through and eliminate the other ones.
1: Yeah, you mean the shadow. Yes.
0: Yes, the incorrect ones that we've been feeding our yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So right. well, I mean, go ahead and go in if you want to go I with that, or- You were
1: cutting out a little bit and I oh I'm oh no, it's good now. I could hear myself. Oh, it's oh. a little bit like like I'm, like I'm also off in the distance, but I, I don't know if other people can hear that. Maybe if you guys are in the chat, tell us if you can hear that.
0: I didn't hear anything abnormal, so okay. yeah, then we're good. Cool. So when you're working with your clients and stuff to get them to that place of really sharing their authentic story and standing in its power, what kind of work do you do to kind of maybe help them clear the shadow that's been holding them back?
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because last year I focused on the part that you're talking about that, I I call it embodiment, and actually the program I ran was called Embody, and it led my clients and students to a place of really understanding what their stories were and why they're valuable, and I think that's the place that needs to be ignited in a lot of people, is the idea that your story is actually valuable, and I think this is a whole phase of its own. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, So that's what I was teaching last year. And then this year I moved into the next phase of it, which I call embodied speaking. And it is a lot more around now. It's just time to move it out. Yeah. You need to remind yourself of the value, but also it's, you know, we have framework, we have understanding of what we're saying and why we're saying it and messaging and all these more kind of tactical pieces.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So I actually require that people are already at that phase now because I think that we need a lot of different teachers in our lifetime and I don't claim to be the teacher for every phase.
0: I like that. Probably, yeah. Mm. I like that. So what were some of the mm, what were some of the ways that you expressed yourself earlier on that maybe kind of guided you into this path that you're on now?
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't express myself. You know, we, we teach what we need to learn, but we also need to learn it first. And um, I think there's great value in being honest about our own vulnerabilities. And I, I will tell you, one, I had no understanding of the value of my voice mm-hmm. and of my my truth and my stories, but I had a passion for performance and being on the stage. So mm. from the time I was 21 to 36, I was a professional belly dancer. Oh wow! And I did that on stage. I had no stage fright, no problem being in front of people.
0: Yeah.
1: A lot of the components that it takes to be a speaker, even just, I noticed the ability to choreograph something, I do a similar thing with how I do a keynote speech that I did when I was putting together a, a choreography for for dance. So it's yeah. really fascinating in that way. But I had this belief of, that I could do that. But if you asked me to get up and speak, <laughs> you know, that would have been a whole different thing. In fact, when I took my business online, I was asked to speak for the first time. And I was very excited. I said yes, because I was honored. And I actually had no idea why they would want me to do that, except that it seemed as though I was poised to do so. I think an online business can really do that, you know, to, to position you to be a speaker. And I was very excited and also completely procrastinating. Like I had no idea how to put a talk together. I didn't know what it, you know, I didn't even know at that point that a story validated a message. So I didn't have a message, really. I didn't have a story. I had nothing, I had nothing. Just a bundle of nerves and a little yeah. bit, a little too much confidence.
0: <laughs> I wish I'd had more confidence. Uh, I mean, the hardest part for me early on, I don't, I mean, I don't want to, you know, sometimes uh, some of this, uh, the incorrect shadows and stories that we. Uh, lump ourselves in, you know, maybe victimhood or whatever, you know, I, I was bullied in high school, I played on the JV baseball team as a sophomore, and, and all the older guys kind of hazed me this other guy who were younger. And one of them thought I looked like a monkey and so he and three or four of his buddies called me that throughout the whole year. And it just messed me up. I, I wow. Until recently, I don't really feel like I've ever felt attractive because of that. It shamed me. and. Um, and I've done a lot through the years that people go, wow, you know, but I never really felt like I was able to not worry about what other people thought or what I, you know, so it's like kind of uh, wasn't able to just fully stand in who I was. And, uh, but, you know, through the process of, of Learning and growing and working on myself and creating all these different things that were in extensions of my my own growth process that became poems or short films or whatever. It, it slowly got better. Um, yeah, you know, and ultimately it's vulnerability. We have to be vulnerable to get up and do that. Uh, yeah. And for me, speaking, I was terrified to speak in front of people. So I did a whole bunch of things to force myself out of my comfort zone with that. I wish I had more confidence as you did, but I mean, we still have to learn the foundation of how to do a a talk. You know what I mean? To really.
1: I didn't didn't learn and I didn't, I had confidence to say yes, but as the day actually came around, I got intensely ill Uh and ended up calling out and canceling two hours before I was supposed to go on stage. Mm. So that was a, a real quick boot camp. And okay, if I really want to do this, then I'm going to have to invest in myself and understand how to do it because doing something new, sometimes it takes just doing it. And sometimes it takes practicing, you know, a methodology or a framework or something. So, yeah, yeah. Um, in that, you know, when you ask, like, what was the journey? to getting to the point now where I teach other people how to speak and how to share their story. It's because I had absolutely no clue how to do it. And I needed to learn from the ground up. I was already an old dog, if you will, you know, like I already, in my late thirties. And I just think sometimes those are the teachers we need, the ones who can relate to you. Yeah. Just a few years ago, I completely bombed and uh, and I know exactly what it takes to go from that place to confidently standing on any stage, sharing a story and giving a keynote speech.
0: Yeah. It was a blessing in disguise.
1: Yeah. It just was what it was.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it sucked when it happened. It was, you're going, yeah. you know, you probably were kicking yourself for two weeks and made it even harder maybe the next time. I don't know. But it worked out in the long run. Right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I made a little list of some of the things that that I think are um, extensions of what happens when we are able to really truly step into our uh, our stories and share them, and you know, uh, I've got it here, like freeing, freeing, just freeing a lot of that stuff that's just like bottled up, right? I mean, I think it doesn't it release a lot of weight of, of maybe. I don't know. It's just such an empowering uh, thing yeah. that makes me feel alive. I mean, speaking for myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like as soon as you release the story by letting it out of your body, literally through your throat chakra, oh. and you activate that, um, there's there's no release like that. And especially if you can do it in a powerful way that that has hindsight and a perspective that creates. Impact and value for someone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is just nothing like that <laughs> that I had experienced.
0: Well, I agree. And I think maybe for some people, that first step of being vulnerable is really, really difficult. But once you get past it, it's so freeing to be able to come from that place again, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, because all over. the judgments that you have for yourself dissolve, it's the holding on to it that keeps the attachment and whatever negative connotations are within in the ideas you have around the story. Yeah. As soon as you speak it, I mean, and listen, you could speak a story and it would have shame written all over it. I'm talking about having done work enough because one of my storytelling golden rules is that we must have been healed. We must be healed from the story, but also we need to be excited about telling it. And it's a yeah. sweet spot. For storytelling, I like that. Yeah,
0: mm, that's so important. Um, what what are some of the mm, What are some of the things that? Uh, well, I mean, you already kind of explained that you try to you're trying to get people now that are already kind of maybe past the still in the shadow place of not really accepting or working through that. So I was going to say though, what what were some of the things that you witnessed? in people that maybe kind of made it hard for them initially
1: to uh, carry
0: through? Because I know there's a lot of people listening that want to share their story, but, but they're maybe stuck in a few spots.
1: Yes. it It's usually shame. And I have worked with a number of clients before I developed my embodied speaker methodology that were wanting so badly to share, but hadn't yet done the forgiveness work and the whatever needs to be resolved in order for you to share a story with neutrality, because ultimately you need to be excited. You need to be able to put some oomph into a story, but there needs to be a level of neutrality and that that's that healing, right? It's, it's just what it is. And, and that is so valuable, but if you're not there yet, that's totally okay. It means that there is some, some other work, And I work through the chakras. I I just love the idea of like healing through the chakras. And before we get here, you know, we're only going this much higher to be just source God connected. So speaking your truth is really a lot about that intuitive connection and allowing, I love to teach people how to channel their message. So I'm not saying here's your exact outline and please Lord, if you want to memorize a talk, don't come to me (laughs) because I do not know how to do that.
0: Oh, it's just so scary. I mean, I did a TEDx and I memorized it. I mean, it worked out okay, but man, that's so freaking scary because if you just, if you muff up, you're worried about, you know, and then what do you do? You're, you're stuck,
1: right? Yeah, Exactly. I never feel stuck when I'm speaking because- Right? because but, but I understand what you're saying. I, I would if I was memorizing it. Yeah. And it is, so in order to have that flow, that connection from source energy and be able to channel your message really clearly, we need to have set up a solid foundation in ourselves, which is like rooted, rooted in safety, which is the root chakra. So when we don't feel safe to express something, it's not here that we start, we right because this is going to get jammed up, and this is where a lot of people get, and they're like, oh. voice
0: gets high, and you just go, ah, right. <laughs>
1: exactly. Sometimes it takes that, right? Wasn't it Maya Angelou who said, "If you, well, now I'm, I'm going to get it wrong, but speak your truth even when your voice shakes."
0: Yeah. I so think that's
1: so. totally true, and when you're doing it for your business and you're doing it professionally, that's a different story, right? It's yes. it's okay if it shakes a little bit, but the idea is to do that foundational work and to, to understand where am I not feeling safe? Where am mm-hmm. I not holding myself in this story? Where am I not being the person who I wished other people were, which is so much of that inner child healing and really owning who you are and what you needed, but that you didn't get it. Because that's a lot of the stories we tell, right? And and until we've come and been that person, until we can be the own our own hero in that story, it's really hard to tell it in a way that it's valuable for other people.
0: Yes, yes. For us to really just let the the lid off the can and just stand in it and just share without yeah. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there like, I know I mean initially for me I was I was afraid to speak because I I hadn't really learned to trust that I would get what I need when I needed it I mean you know what I mean so after I did that TEDx it's just like I want to speak but I don't want I don't want to memorize it because that's too much pressure and it's not it's not free and it's not as impact, impactful yeah so um, you know just doing stuff like this and a variety of other things it's just you just got to go through the hoop a couple times say, all right, I got this. I mean, I'm going to get what I need when I need it, you know, intuitive thoughts or mm. supporting material of the main things that we're going to want to talk about, I suppose, in a, in a, in a talk. But sure. you touched on a couple of things. I was reading your your um, PDF handout off of your website. It's wonderful, um, the different steps. And I know that grounding, I think, was the last one or second to last one? No, it about maybe second or third of the last one, but go through that list for me, because that's okay. that really, really- <laughs> I
1: don't remember. Um, no, I mean, oh. I don't, that's funny, because I created that at least a year ago, the Impact okay. Storytelling Guidebook. Um, I've got so it right I, here, if you want my help. Yeah, yeah, tell me, um, because that is, <laughs> that is the framework to, getting ready to show up. Yes.
0: I I found it very helpful. Yeah,
1: it it is. Um, The first one is picking the story, right? Yes. Yes. Which that's where people start and finish. (laughs) They're like, I will start with picking the story. And they're like, well, now I don't know what story to pick, so I end. Uh, (laughs) that That is a really huge thing. So actually, right after you download that, I don't know if you noticed, but it goes to like an upsell page that has a $19 product on it. And that is a how to pick your story. Mm. Uh, and it breaks down this three-step methodology. It's so easy and quick. And it solves that problem because mm. so many people get stuck at that. How do I pick the story? Um and it needs to be broken down. I mean, it, it is, there is a science to it. Sure,
0: sure. Formula. Yeah. So, right.
1: so what is the, li- what is the list? <laughs> so, so,
0: yeah, picking the story and then Sue's is core message.
1: Yeah. 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 So understanding that the story validates the message, like I mentioned during the story I just told you, I had no idea. I I was developing my message and understanding that I needed to have one when I I first got asked to speak on stage. And that is such a different place than understanding actually that you have many messages. Mm. And I think a lot of people get really stuck in this. So a core message, yes, we do wanna have like a baseline message of what we share. And also every talk I've given, I share a different message. They could be all rooted in a similar, which my core message is really speak your truth. And so most of it is like, mm, it's in that cocktail, right? But also understanding the fluidity, like we're talking about how to be intuitive and pick the right story for the right audience. Yeah. If we just have a signature story and a one message that we share, you might totally hit the mark or you might completely bomb. And just depends on your audience. So it's more about understanding the relationship between the story and the message than it is about knowing exactly what story and exactly what message. And I think that's probably what I was touching on there.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Nice. And now I would imagine, I mean, I, I know some people speak and they, um, a lot, most of them are probably personal stories, but yet there are some that pull stories from other places. I know Wayne Dyer did that a lot. You know what I mean? Just kind of hammer home his his points and stuff yeah. like that. Are, are all of yours personal, or do you a little bit of both? Or
1: no, I most of mine are personal. I'm trying to think if I do. You're talking more like anecdotes or something, right? Maybe. I mean, i you know. I don't
0: know. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Well, I'm not exactly sure.
1: Uh, He does. Yeah, I'd have to listen to him to to understand. Yeah, the stories that I tell and the stories I teach people to discover and be able to tell are personal stories. Yeah. Because most of the people I help have a personal brand. And they want to deepen the intimacy with their audience. And, And so, sure, I mean, it's good to be nuanced with storytelling. But honestly, storytelling is still hard for me. And I teach it. Mm. And that's because it is, it's such a practice. I don't mm. claim to be the best storyteller. I just claim to be able to help you find your stories and teach you how to practice telling them. <laughs> because it takes years hey. and years, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah. OK. So the next one's energy.
1: Yes. Well, and that that's kind of what I touched on. It's like people are going to feel the energy. I can tell you the same exact story that I told you about getting sick and bailing out of my first talk. Yeah. And if, I had, if my energy around it was really low or shameful, if I was like still kind of embarrassed, like you said, maybe I was kicking myself after. Uh, maybe, uh, but I, I usually get over that stuff pretty quickly. And I think no one wants to hold my hand while I'm processing my own shit from years ago. <laughs> this is not <laughs> therapy, friends. Okay, so that is huge. We want to understand what energy we're we're putting into it, and then on the flip side, like I said, we have to have some excitement. So you could also tell the same story and be monotone. This is like inflection. We gotta lively, as Bob Marley would say, lively up yourself, mm. and right, like give it, yeah. give oh, it. Yeah. And especially in the online space, because right now we're all coronavirus and we this is it. This is it. And so understanding that the camera will take at least 40% of your mojo, I find wow. that quite valuable. That is not scientifically proven. I made that up. Okay. But I think that's true. <laughs> you can quote me. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, right. I mean, it's like anything. The energy that you put in is huge.
0: Totally, 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 totally. So I think after energy then was intention.
1: Oh, intention. Um, Well, I think I just touched a little bit on that. It always ties all together, right? And it's like, how do I want my audience to feel? I think is the most valuable question. Before we even ask that though, I would think even more valuable is how do they want to feel? Where are they now and how do they want to feel? That Mm -hmm. I would recommend asking somebody if you get a speaking gig and Mm -hmm. and really tapping into that um, because the intention you make is going to, it really should or it could be based on the reality of the collective energy that you're about to step into.
0: That's such an important question. I mean, normally you assume you know what it is, right? I mean, just inspire someone or whatever, you know. I mean, make them laugh or whatever. But the the particular place is hiring you. What you know? What are depending on the crowd that they've they've gathered? I mean, yeah, it could be a specific.
1: Yes and it's so nuanced too because when you're at an event usually you're not the only one even if you're the keynote speaker there's other people a lot of times who are going right before you and right after you and it's important to know because for example i did a talk at an event and the person before me went 40 at least 40 minutes over her allotted oh time God. which was 40 minutes okay so she went over and then there's all this energy of stress happening when something like that happens. So the woman who's coordinating is coming backstage, like she's going over and, and I'm just sitting there trying to have the right intention and energy, right? Like we're trying to go out there and, and help dissipate this stress ultimately. Now, what this woman was doing was asking people to, I think, what if I'm correct, i it might be, I'm not exactly sure, but it was something to the effect of, if you're having the worst day of your life, raise your hand. Oh and then God. she had people stand up and tell them all the shit they're going through in the current moment. That's
0: not very interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like my empathic, highly sensitive self is like, oh my yeah, God. You're, you're like, yeah, this hurts. This hurts me. I'm I'm in the back, like essential oils, legs up the wall, just <laughs> trying to protect oh it
0: mudge. Yeah, yeah.
1: for real. And so I tell you that to say, you know, don't recommend that strategy, first of all. But second of all, as a person who now is going to go on stage, they've all been sitting here. This was maybe now two hours after lunch. So they're all just sitting. It was a dark theater They're, You know, how are they feeling? This is what I want to tune into. How are they feeling? And how can I help them? So maybe they don't need to be inspired right now. Maybe they need to be
0: snapped out of what's going on currently.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Like (laughs) I would say laughing would be a good thing. Um, So I told a really funny story Uh about going to couples group therapy alone when I was going through my second divorce at age 30. Uh Yeah. Oh, you can already tell. Okay. It's a good. Point. Now, intention, right? I knew what my intention was. I'm following all the guidelines. I'm telling you, I was healed from this story. I wasn't shedding a tear when I talked about yeah. my head banged against the window sobbing tears when my husband decided he wouldn't go to therapy and I realized I'd be going to couples group therapy alone. <sighs> right? See, it's funny. Yeah. It can be funny, but it wouldn't be funny if my feelings were all tied up in it. Right. Oh, of course not. Right. So there's
0: intention. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, this next one, uh, grounding, I have a yeah. quick little thing I want to share that, that helped yeah. me one time. So before my TED, I, I was a little nervous, but I'd really practiced a lot, and I was, I was ready to do it. On the way there, and I've shared this before, I heard this song that was being played. I don't remember what the title was, but it said, um, I have no place to hide, but I don't think I'm scared. And I go, that's going to be me in two hours. And it almost made me emotional, and because I, you know, I'd worked really hard to get ready for this thing. And when I got up there on the stage, I was a little nervous, you know, a little. I wouldn't say I was totally ungrounded, but I just intuitively thought, share that story before you start. And so I yeah. did, and it helped me just, just yeah. sink in. And in some ways, hopefully, it connected me to the audience too more, you know. But um, grounding is so important.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so important. And that's that's the embodiment and that, that feeling of, of being a good guide yeah. because that's the thing that I, I don't hear a lot of people who talk about speaking talk about is the leadership that's involved. Like I talked about this gal, where where was she leading people when she's asking <laughs> them, right? Like you're, who's in the shittiest mood? And like, I'm um, never gonna leave even in a shittier mood and yeah, really question themselves. Like, I don't, don't <laughs> want to be led there. Um, so so it's grounded. I mean. But then everything is sequential, right? So, what are the you're grounding into the intention, and that's really like a physical practice. So I said I joked that I did legs up the wall, but I always do some type of breathing and like connect, just connecting with your feet, even, oh, uh, really? even like I love to do this little practice of spreading out your toes. So these are my toes, like inhaling and then lifting up my toes really wide, like mm. spreading, and then exhaling, plant them down. Like If you do that two times, you feel so much more grounded and connected to your body. So I think I was talking about that type of grounding.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, And the last one, which is probably my favorite, the clear channel.
1: The clear channel. Yeah. Well, what did you take from that one? Well, I mean, just my own personal experience.
0: I know that, you know, I've got assistance out there in different ways and I'm always getting what I need to Say or the right question, or whatever, just by listening. You know what I mean. And then it just kind of comes through me, and I'm amazed sometimes, right? I mean, I'm sure you are yeah. as well. Once we get to that place of really trusting that um, that we're not alone, and yeah. uh, that we've got positive helpers out there, <laughs> and and yeah. so for me, it just you know it just meant you know just to tap into that and be open to that, and and allow it to kind of guide you even.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that you said you you get the guidance and it's it's shocking. I mean, I, oh, I, I watch well, so sometimes I'm like, I literally have no idea what I said. That's and fine. sometimes I watch it back just to make sure that it was coherent because
0: <laughs> Damn, I'm good. Yeah. Are y'all
1: in the comments, please let us know is this coherent? Because I'm channeling right now and I have no idea. Um, and I mean, I think that's true. Especially in a keynote, understanding the framework is massive and I teach that. And then inside of it, we need to be practiced at trusting ourselves, at trusting Mm -hmm. that we are that clear channel for our truth and something people forget very often and they get in their heads. They're stuck in their heads asking questions like, what do I say? Well, in what order and how exactly does the story go? And it's like, dude... It was your story. You are telling the deepest truth from within. You don't need anything for that. It's It's part of you. (laughs) Right. It's like we keep ourselves. The the idea that I even have to teach this and, like, it's your favorite thing and that it's even a thing just shows how disconnected we are from ourselves Mm -hmm. and from source energy and that we need to unlearn. We don't need to learn how to come back. To our truth, we need to unlearn all of the stories that tell us that we're not good enough, or that it's not valuable, or that it's wrong in some way.
0: Yeah, amen. I had a lot of unlearning to do and unraveling. I even you mentioned it at the end of the TedX too. That, you know, it wasn't about me figuring out who I was; it was about unraveling to let the real me out.
1: Exactly. I'm still doing it,
0: you know, I will till the day I die.
1: Yeah, I love that. It's such a misconception. Um, I, I don't love the idea of bettering ourselves or the way that the the personal development industry kind of phrases things like we're becoming something new. Um
0: we're already perfect.
1: Yes, we just get all whacked out with patterns and stories <laughs> and beliefs that don't support that truth.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, Good stuff. Story. Good stuff. Um Everybody, you can find Jaya's information in the show notes, uh, the website, and, and, and there's a link, I think, to, to pick up that little guide that we just kind of discussed at the end. Uh, any other things you'd like to leave us with, or, or you know, if somebody was wanting just to kind of begin the process of really healing and stepping into who they are, you know what I mean? What, what,
1: uh, my, I mean, If I were to give advice, it's always to meet yourself where you are. And I think it's easy when we see other people doing something that we want to do. And or or we think, you know, maybe you watch this and you're like, well, that looks so easy for you. And maybe it should. you think it should be easy for you. And it doesn't feel easy. And that is totally fine. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't feel easy to me. And um, meeting yourself where you are gives you access to telling a different story about where you are right now. And I think one of the most valuable things I tell people, and a lot of times I tell people this as they're deciding to enroll in my embodied speaker program or deciding to work with me, it's, you're going to tell this story someday. You're going to tell the story about how you had a breakthrough or you invested in yourself or you became an embodied speaker. Who are you in that story? And who does that person, like, what do they choose? Mm-hmm. And starting to see our life in that way, I just, it's so empowering. So we can do that right now. Who am I being in this story? And when you start to value your own life in that way, it becomes mm-hmm. a lot easier to be a natural storyteller because mm-hmm. everything becomes a story.
0: It's so getting that place of, of
1: self-acceptance. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah.
0: Man, that's like, we're all here to learn and grow, but that's like the toughest thing to do is to learn how to love yourself.
1: Oh yeah. And especially in the moments and especially y'all, if you have children, I mean, I have a six-year-old and a 23-year-old and they both need me right now. And it's like what we're going through right now, this couldn't be a a better time, (laughs) stick with me, For, for me to say this to you because we're all going through so much shit and unraveling, and unrest, and yet this is going to be our story. Like we keep hearing people say, which side of history are you going to be on? And it's kind of, we can take that down to a personal level and yeah. say that you're creating your own history right now. So what is it going to be? And and hopefully the story is that you had grace for yourself.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I love it. That was great. Thank, Thank you. It. Yes. Thanks for joining us tonight or joining me tonight. Uh, ah. actually, our, our spirit guides too. Yes, all of us. <laughs> all of us and, and our listeners and the viewers. Um, cool. Awesome. Thank you, Jaya. And uh, everybody, I recommend checking her out, her website out and, and pick up that little guide. It, it's really, really, really in, uh, helpful and insightful. Yay. Yeah. Hey, um, have a, rest, a wonderful rest of your week and um, we'll do this again sometime.
1: All right. Thank you all. Thank you so much. And uh, see you next time.
0: All right. You take care.